Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 306 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this one's awesome. It's with Mallory Robbins from Evie Mays Barbecue in Wolford, Texas, as well as now Lubbock, Texas. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to Mallory. First and foremost, I wanted to get her background and find out more about her path to where they are today, as well as dig deep into their sides and desserts, because if you've ever seen any photos of what they're serving their sides and desserts look amazing, like beyond amazing. So I wanted to talk to her about that, get her history, how she connected with Arnis and their path. And I want to talk about their new location at the United Supermarket in Lubbock, which is at 114th and Slide. I'll put a map below, link to the map, so that way you could find it. It's about 10 minutes or so from their other location. What sets this one especially apart is that it's open seven days a week. They're open 11 till 8 p.m. Yes, that's 11 till 8 p.m., they have a cold section where you can grab briskets, pulled chicken, pulled pork, ribs, etc. That is open the entire time the market is open, and I believe it's 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. for the market. So if you're coming through and they're not open, which their hours are, are pretty massive, but if they're not open, you can get some meat to go, which is awesome. So if you're traveling through and it's an off hour, you can grab that. The Woolforth location is open Wednesday through Saturday, but this is a very unique situation. It's very intriguing, and I wanted to get her take on it and how it came about and what it's been like. It's been about three and a half, four weeks now that they've been open. So she has a pretty good grasp as to what they're doing. They're cooking on site. They're not delivering to this location they have 2,000 gallon pits, they're green. If you look at the intro, you can see some photos of it. If you visit, go around back, that's where the pits are. Their menu doesn't have the nine sides and nine desserts that the Wolford location does have, but it has a great many options and it's top quality Evie Mays barbecue in a supermarket, which is awesome. So that's all I'll say. You'll hear the rest from Mallory. It was so good to talk to her. It's so interesting to hear her take on everything, and she's just an enjoyable person to speak with. I know you guys are going to really enjoy this. And the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Flores Tortillas. Check them out at florestortillas.com. If you're outside of Texas and you, or you're somewhere further away from Whitney or a location within Texas that does carry Flores Tortillas, you can have them shipped every Monday at 10 a.m. Texas time, Central time. They drop on the website. You could have a dozen shipped to yourself or to a friend, make someone happy. They're made with smoked beef tallow. They're amazing. Michael Wyant has perfected the art of tortillas. Again, that's florestortillas.com. And I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. Link to all the podcasts, YouTube stuff, all these crazy lists I'm putting together. I also have a website that I'm launching, which is going to be pretty awesome, a really helpful tool. But at the end, stay safe. And I know you're going to enjoy this with Mallory. Good morning, Mallory. How are you? Great. <laughs> it's nice to, <laughs> to finally talk to you. This I is, know, finally. And this is at your home. This is nice. You have nice lighting on the le- on your left side. Thanks. Yeah, I. It, you know, it's morning, so we get a lot of light on this side in the morning. And my kids went to stay um, a couple of nights in New Mexico with my mom. We have a super busy weekend of work, and so it was just going to be better for the kids and us and everybody involved if they were just not here these two days <laughs> how do they get to how do they do they uh does she come pick them up and she does okay. and i say new mexico and to y'all that probably sounds like a million miles away but it's an hour and a half from here oh really yeah so she usually okay she guys comes, oh, 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 you know what i'm just thinking i'm thinking more down and it's more of that yes we are we are yes. about an hour from the border of new mexico wow from That's... where we're at Okay. So yeah, my mom lives there and she comes almost every week to hang out with my kids for a day or two at least. And yeah, so it's, so so, so that's another reason why you guys moved to Lubbock because of 
the proximity yes. of that too. Mm -hmm. oh, My okay. family there, Arnis's family here in Lubbock. And so it was just a good, a good place to land. I don't think anybody would think that New Mexico is that close. And I guess you would not think that people don't realize that Oklahoma is so close to Texas. Too. Right. I know you can, and especially from where we're at, you can get there really quick for a weekend or yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, Texas, Texas is massive and uh, there's, I know. there's this isn't necessarily all about Texas, but I guess it is in the end, it is about Texas. I, wanna, I wanted to talk to you because obviously your second location and it's inside a supermarket or do you, what, do you call them supermarkets or grocery stores? Or I say you? grocery store, so but I. maybe yeah. it's because I'm just a small town, <laughs> small town language. I mean, it's a supermarket, but yeah, yeah. yeah. in a grocery store. In a, in a grocery store, which actually sounds like so, that sounds so small town and so wonderful. Like it's in a grocery store. It so. is, it is. <laughs> and then I also want to talk about that, but I also want to get your background because I don't, I was reading online and I was telling you off, off camera that there's not a lot written about you. And I want to know about you. You grew up, but you were born in Amarillo, right? Am Amarillo or Amarillo? Am Amarillo. Amarillo. <laughs> if it was the Spanish version of the Amarillo, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I was born in Amarillo, but I only lived there until I was about four years old. And then we moved to eastern New Mexico, which is an hour and a half away from okay. Amarillo also. Amarillo and Lubbock and Clovis, New Mexico kind of make a triangle. Oh, okay. So um, super close. My dad was in the beef industry, is still in the beef industry. He uh, had worked for IBP and oh. XL <laughs> and Cargill. Okay. 30 plus years. Um, so I was sort of exposed to the beef industry, you know, from childhood. Did you go to work with him? Uh, no, I did not work with him, but I was able to tour when I got a little bit older. I was able to go to the kill floor and um, see how all that stuff happens from a pretty early age. So um, I've always had a, a, a real appreciation for where our food comes from because I've just known, you know, and not a lot of folks have that luxury. So not and, you I know, my, you, most people don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. And my, my grandparents farmed. Um, so my mom grew up on a farm, um, in Portales, New Mexico, Arnis's family farmed. He grew up on a peanut farm in Portales, New Mexico. So we just, I mean, we have an agricultural based upbringing, whether it's the plant side or the animal side, uh, we just grew up in it. And, and I've talked to a couple other people that grew up on farms or near farms, what was that like for you? And that also gave you an opportunity to probably explore a lot as a kid and also use your imagination because it's, there's a whole different world doing that as opposed to living in a bigger yeah. city. Yeah, totally. I mean, we grew up in the country, me and my, my brother and sister. I mean, we had calves we bottle fed in the mornings before school and we had sheep and barn cats and you know we we grew up with animals and playing outside all day and you know just very small town but you went to a school did you didn't go to Arnis's school right you guys were a no. little bit separated right yeah so Portales and Clovis are about 20 miles apart okay. um so we were very cl in close proximity and grew up together with you know mutual friends and relatives that uh, he was grew up best friends with my cousin so Arnis was always around uh, whenever I was a kid did you think that you might marry this guy someday or did you like No, him? no Are way. <laughs> and he was a year younger than me in school. And so I don't know about you, but when I was in school, you did not like, no. <laughs> it was okay for like an older guy to date a younger girl, but older girls did not date younger guys. Like that uh -uh. was kind of a weird thing, which is funny to say now it's so dumb. But I mean, I, I think I'm not trying to, but 
artists <laughs> did pursue me at a young age and I was not interested. He was just my annoying cousin's best friend. That's and, so funny. Yeah. And, and it wasn't until much later in life, you know, after college that we, you know, ran into each other and sort of reconnected and um, became friends and then went from there. Did you run into each other at a random place or at like a family gathering? Or? No, it was actually at a bar. Super okay. classic meet nice, your spouse at a small town honky tonk. Was it a small we, uh, town honky tonk? Well, we were both in town for different reasons. I had, I was living in Amarillo at the time and he was living in Arizona. Okay. Um, he had moved out there for a landscape design school with a buddy of his and I was back home for a wedding and he was back home to see family and we just ran into each other at a bar, hadn't seen each other in years and just, you know, Hey, what are you doing? How you been? And exchange phone numbers. And he's like, I'm living in Arizona. You should come visit sometime. And it just kind of turned into like a long distance friendship, him in Arizona and me, you know, Okay. okay. And, and it just, it just sort of snowballed from there. And that was back in 2007. And, uh, I, I just was kind of over where where I was at in life and I put my resume online back when that was a, a thing with like before the first the bubble burst back in 2007 and I got a great job in an aviation industry I worked in recruiting huh. so anyways he uh I flew out to Arizona and just kind of visited and I thought you know what I'm gonna take this job I was making good money I was single no kids worked in aviation and got to kind of travel all over the country recruiting aircraft mechanics. What an interesting um, so job. It was really cool. I mean, it was fun. I got to, you know, be in Arizona and experience a different place. And Arnis and I, you know, became a thing yeah. and we were dating and I just got to kind of travel and do some cool things. Where in Arizona was this? It was outside of Tucson. Okay. Yeah, it was called uh, Corona de Tucson. (laughs) Little community, little community, kind of like 30 minutes from Tucson. And that's where we started the cooking and doing all that stuff. And that's where the barbecue thing was born, was out there. Because he was tinkering tinkering around and he was always, he was always good with his hands, right? Able to build things. And that was so Yeah, and I think that just came from growing up on a farm and, you know. I think a lot of people have that. Yeah having to be out in a field and if something breaks, you got to weld yeah. it, fix it, figure it out. Arnis has always been that way. Um, so yeah, he just sort of played around with a, with an old propane tank and decided to build a pit and we just started cooking out there. And that's where our first food truck was. And it was at the same time you guys still had the landscape business. Were you still doing the recruiting? Yes. So I left the recruiting aviation okay. stuff, stayed home. We got married um, we had a landscaping company at that point. Arnis had kind of started his own thing. So I helped him with that. And then we had Evelyn, our first baby. And that's when we kind of started experimenting with cooking and um, sort of falling in love with that and realizing that that might be something that could pay the bills. Maybe not, but it was it's what still we a risk. It's still an interesting risk to take, especially in Arizona. Totally. And especially barbecue in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I mean, a- it's just, It's not a thing, probably kind of like where you're at. Texas barbecue is coming now and it's, you know, it's an, it's an international thing now, but you know, 10 years ago, I mean, tri-tip is barbecue in Tucson, like, cause Mm -hmm. it's a very California influence. Ribs and tri-tip. That was kind of all the really, yeah. That's it. I used to visit friends in college in Tucson and that's, 
the kind of barbecue or like yeah. bar food slash yeah yeah definitely so it just was sort of something that we just experimented with and started loving and you know it snowballed into cooking for neighbors and friends and catering and then Arnest bought our first little food truck and we started selling on the side of the road in, in Arizona and it's when really- that sort of blew up and we thought oh my goodness this is something we might can do we thought we need to move back home because Arizona's we had a little kid we were 12 hours from our family you know my grandparents were getting older we just wanted to be closer to family and we thought what what better time than just to move back home and we landed in Lubbock and decided to pursue barbecue here so can you remember what that food was like back then and you were doing he was doing the meat portion and you were doing the sides and desserts and those were from recipes from your grandparents or your- yeah and just other family members also Arnis's mom cousins just things so sort of backing up Arnis was diagnosed with celiac disease um about a year before we had our little girl okay um and he was pretty sick and misdiagnosed with things and we couldn't really figure out what was wrong once we figured out it was gluten that's when we started really experimenting with cooking and what can we do oh, okay to have good desserts, good food, figure out how to make cornbread and pie crust and all the things that we couldn't have anymore. And this was before that became such a huge yeah, before, fad diet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's when I started kind of messing with the desserts and sides and figuring all that out. And Arnis was really figuring out the meat side of things. Were you even marketing your food as those items as gluten-free or was it just no. what you were doing for Arnis and then no basically for Arnis and for and I stopped eating gluten when he was diagnosed just because I was afraid he wouldn't take it seriously if I had things at our house that I could eat he couldn't it was just easier to just rip the band-aid so he knew everything in our house was safe for him to eat and um so that's just kind of how we did it uh, but no we were afraid to say something I think for a while yeah. um in Arizona not as much but when we started here <laughs> I mean, I would 99% of our customers were farmers, blue collar workers, school teachers, folks just stopping in for a chopped beef sandwich, you know, for lunch. And I, and we serve regular buns for our sandwiches because we don't feel like everybody should have, should have to suffer. <laughs> can you, no, can our, you explain just really quickly? Because I think everyone, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm allergic to gluten, but no one even really, I don't think people even know what that means. A lot of people don't. And it's surprising. So celiac disease and having gluten allergies are totally different things, but yeah. celiac disease, which is what my husband has, it is a genetic thing. His mom has it. Yeah. It, his immune system and his body is literally not able to break down the protein associated with wheat, barley, and rye. It's not something his body can do or ever will do. So you have to remove those things from the diet because it causes so much inflammation and your body literally cannot function properly. So once we eliminated gluten from his diet, I mean, he was like a new person, looked different, felt, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible, but then some folks have actual gluten allergies like a wheat allergy and that is like epipen allergic reactions yeah. and that is not what arnis has if arnis accidentally takes a bite of something that has gluten you can tell he may get a rash or have an upset stomach for 45 minutes and in a day or two he'll be fine allergies it's it's more dangerous and life-threatening i guess you could say gluten oh, uh Celiac disease can be life-threatening because of repetitive long-term exposure and your body just, I actually have a cousin that passed away 
from uh, cancer associated with oh. celiac disease that was untreated so for sorry. 50 years. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It, knew, it, like... is, it is very serious. And so it's, it's crazy because a lot of people, it was such a fad diet for so long with uh-huh. celebrity, you know, celebrities. So you got to eat and say, uh-huh. we're actually gluten-free. If you could be careful with handle and, you know, wait, staff's like, well, gluten-free. that's, you know, <laughs> like some stupid celebrity diet, but for my husband and for a lot of people, it's, it's a serious yeah. thing. I think people, because I think I remember, for some reason, I remember like a, a Seth Rogen movie where one of the guys picks like another guy at the airport and he's like, I'm gluten-free, but he's like eating in and out or something or eating. And so. <laughs> yeah. So it's made fun of and it has been for years. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's been sort of an irritating oh, 10 years of him but, being gluten-free. But so, yeah, going back to your question, no, we did not market it. We were afraid to market it yeah. because what were we going to do? I mean we had a food truck on the side of the road in, in front of a storage unit in Wolferth, Texas, population 3000. And, you know, so-and-so farmer is going to stop by for a sandwich. And we have a big sign that says gluten-free barbecue. Yeah, you don't want to be a kind of a weird. They're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, who are these hippies on the side of the road trying to sell us gluten-free yeah, it's barbecue? It's probably gross, you know, like, <laughs> so we well, didn't knows, say yeah. anything for a long time. Okay. And then we started, once we got sort of comfortable and developed a following and we thought, okay, now let's say, hey, guess what? That pecan pie you've been eating for two years, that's gluten-free. Doesn't mean yeah. it's not delicious and not terrible for you. It doesn't have a ton of butter and sugar, but it does not have gluten. So now it's very cool because we do have a pretty big customer base that is gluten-free. So that's and I've, seen, and I've seen, And I've seen people, even I think Daniel, I've seen people put things like this is gluten-free or I, I forget, I recently, I think that maybe it was Kelly Yandel. I'm not sure. Somebody yes, put something. Yes, Kelly and... and Daniel came from Dallas to come eat. A, she said she bought a new car and turned 50 and she can do what she wants. That's what she told me. She drove all the way to Wolfrith just to that's eat so dessert. Awesome. And I was like, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's neat. It's neat now all these years later that people do love our desserts and we've expanded with the help of our crew and our bakery folks and them bringing their ideas to the table and us just sort of modifying things to be gluten-free. Um, and now people travel and come to eat our desserts. Like that's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's pretty amazing that someone would drive six hours or five and a half hours yeah. just to have your desserts. And I want to talk about your desserts and your sides too, but how different, how, how many things are similar to what they were when you guys were originally open in front of the storage unit do they feel as far as sides and desserts go I mean so we started with just a handful of sides and we did I did pecan pie chocolate pecan pie I actually did a bacon chocolate pecan pie but I was also pregnant so it was just something that I was like (laughs) I want bacon in that pie that sounds good um and then I did cheesecake and that was sort of our basic desserts and then um we only had potato salad coleslaw I added grits and cornbread later so that it was very basic, very small in our trailer. Then now we have, man, on every day we have potato salad, slaw, pinto beans, collard greens, cornbread, jalapeno cheese, cornbread, green beans, baked potato casserole. I mean, I think we have nine to 12 sides and desserts every single day. That is. I mean, and nine, some of nine those, sides, nine desserts. 
Yes. And desserts, we rotate certain things out spring and winter. So like we do a cornbread pudding with our gluten-free homemade cornbread, but that's only in the cold months because it's a hot, warm dessert and it just doesn't sell in the summer. Um, And then we have a fresh strawberry pie that we do only in the summer that we don't sell in the winter. Uh, So there's a few things that are staples that we serve every day. Your pecan pie, your cobbler, your banana pudding, coconut cream pie. Those are year round. But then some of these things we rotate in and out based on season. Wow, that's 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 amazing, and and like it's now more of a thing to elevate. Or I hate the word elevate. Elevate the side, the sides and the desserts and things. But you guys have kind of been from day one. That's been an, uh, just as important as the proteins. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that a lot of barbecue places in Texas and probably all over the country are starting to do over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. which is neat because I mean forever barbecue. It was just about the meat and sides are sort of an afterthought. Desserts are definitely not, I mean, maybe a banana pudding or maybe Maybe. a cobbler every day, maybe. Um, But I think because we worked so hard to figure out how to have these good things gluten-free, they, our sides and desserts have always just been equally as important as It's just become part of you. Yeah. And then, and then from what I remember, because I spoke to artists, I think it was almost three years ago when- You guys, there was a moment, a tipping point where you guys were almost not going to move forward if it wasn't for a visit from Daniel, right? Yeah. So when we opened in our trailer, we opened in February that year. And man, we came from Arizona, obviously, like I said, but that winter we had like four blizzards back to back to back. Like each week, it's like we had an epic snowstorm. And, you know, we sort of risked everything just to be closer to family and give this thing a shot in West Texas. And here we are on the side of the road in this nice new food truck that we were, we were able to, or trailer that we were able to afford because we sold our landscaping company in Arizona, moved, bought this nice trailer. And we're just sitting on the side of the road, just getting our butts kicked by weather and, you know, having a, a one-year-old at home. And, I was just like, why, why did we do that? Like, why did we think this was a good idea? We were fine. The weather was warm. (laughs) Like, yeah, we were 12 hours from family, but we didn't have this to deal with. Um, It's a certain level of stress that you, you guys gave it to yourself almost. Yeah. And I was just thinking, why did we do, why did we do this? Like, I know we love cooking it, but could we have done it in Arizona you know, how long can we sit here in this trailer trying to, I mean, at that point, I think we were doing like three or four briskets a day, like five racks of ribs. And I mean, that is all we could afford to do in a single day. And it was like, if we didn't sell that, we were out of luck. Uh. So it, it got to the point where we were, I remember vividly sitting in the trailer one day with Arnest, just, and it was snowing outside and we were just sitting in there and I, and, you know, we would have straggling customers. And I remember saying, I can find a job, like I'll go back to work and we'll just give this some time. And if it doesn't happen, it does, it's, it doesn't happen. And we can't say we didn't try. And that was a really hard thing to talk about because I mean, Arnest was very passionate and positive from the beginning. And he is, he is the eternal optimist. He is the, it is all going to work out. We just work hard and treat people right and things happen the way they're ha- they happen and it's going to be fine. And I'm the one that's like, he, I mean, he'll say I'm a negative Nancy, but I say I'm a realist, but I'm like, we cannot or... continue on like this. Like we are running out of money. We have a kid we need to take care of. It's snowing outside. Like, what are we doing in a food truck in front of a storage unit in Wilford, Texas? Anyways, 
So that was oh, in awful. February. I'm laughing because it's awful. That's all. No, it is. It's 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 fun, and it's funny now. I can laugh about it now. It was yeah. not. It was not funny seven years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it was February, March, April, and we were just hanging on. And you know, we had kind of developed some followers and some local customers, and we were like, oh man, okay. We had a couple of really good days, really good weeks. Like maybe if we if we don't run out of money first, maybe this can happen. Then Daniel Vaughn came May that year, so we had only been in the trailer a few months. And he showed up. Arnest knew who he was instantly because Arnest had been following his blog forever. And yeah. I knew who he was because I had just watched the episode of him with Anthony Bourdain where they go to Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I knew his face. But at the time, I really wasn't, I didn't really understand Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what it was and why it was what it was. I didn't grow up in Texas. You know, I was focused on sides and desserts. I just knew I enjoyed cooking and serving people. So I didn't really get it yet. Um, And I was sort of skeptical, but then he came and Arnest was like, this is a big deal. And I'm like, is it though? Like, who is this guy? (laughs) And he was so nice. And he was the only one eating in our storage unit that day. It was pouring rain. I had my little herb. We didn't you have guys open the storage unit and people ate inside. Yes. I didn't, so I didn't we had even a trailer out front. Okay. Yeah. So in the beginning we didn't, but by this point we had opened our dining room and it was a storage unit with about five picnic tables and we had water hooked up to make iced tea. And so he sat down and ate and we went in and checked on him. And I had Evie at work with me that day because we didn't have a sitter. And, um, he was so sweet and, you know, offered us encouragement and said, you know, y'all are doing great. Like, just keep up the good work. And I would, at the time I was like, okay, cool. There's this guy that travels around eating barbecue, whatever. The very next day we were sitting in the trailer waiting on customers and this semi truck pulled over in the ditch and this dude jumped out and like risked his life across lanes of traffic and walks up with his cell phone to the window of our food truck. And he said, do you know this guy? And it was barbecue snob, his yeah. Twitter. And I said, barbecue snob? Like, I didn't know who that was. And Arnie said, that's Daniel Vaughn. That's who ate here yesterday. And I was like, oh, okay. We didn't have a Twitter. I didn't know what this meant. We didn't have an Instagram. I, in hindsight, I wish I did. Cause I would have known he was coming, but I didn't know. But he said, oh, well he, I was on Twitter and saying I was driving through, gonna head through Lubbock and asked if there was any good barbecue. And he said, I should stop. And I thought that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like how weird that someone would tweet somebody and tell them they should stop somewhere for food. I seriously just didn't have any concept of what was was the early days of social media too. It was the early days of social media and the earlier days of Daniel Vaughn's influence. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. You were at the very. Yeah. So I was like, wow this semi truck traveling from who knows where like risked his life walking across four lanes of traffic to come eat barbecue because some dude on Twitter said he should. So then I kind of started getting it. Well, then Daniel Vaughn wrote that article and put it on Texas monthly's website. And it was almost overnight. There were people coming and they said, you know, barbecue snob said I should eat here. Daniel Vaughn said I should eat here. I saw you guys on Texas Monthly. And I'm like, what is happening? And Arnest is like, I told you, like, this is a thing. <laughs> so that just sort of helped kickstart it. And I, I'm forever thankful for Daniel Vaughn for driving out. And, te- you know, Texas Monthly has done so much for us. I do feel like Arnest would have fought tooth and nail to make us succeed at this without their influence 
I just don't know if we would have run out of money before then. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? No, it's that's like... inter- no, it's interesting. <laughs> I've often wondered too, what if that didn't exist? Like what, what if, if Daniel it... had chosen, kept, was an architect still and didn't decide to do yeah. that? Just, I wonder whether someone else had filled that space or would have Texas, because I know that like they're the, the Pat Sharp and people were traveling around, but it's, Lubbock is not close to a lot where a lot of people are. So yeah, and, and I and if Arnest Arnest probably would have stuck and done it, but would you be where you are today? Would you have right. had the brick and mortar like you have? And right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm forever thankful for that happening. And it's been a crazy, I guess that's been six, six years since he came in that trailer. Yeah. And now we, you know, we have our brick and mortar. We just opened the United location. So I always feel like there's little things, there's little things in life that if this didn't happen or just whatever happened, like if you didn't run into Arnest at the bar yeah at time i would probably not be talking to you right now I just right it's it's, it's crazy life is weird and it we'll never works out the way you plan it and that's for good reason so <laughs> if it worked out the way i plan it this would not be happening i <laughs> yeah yeah you'd be yeah who knows you'd be you'd be running that company or you'd have another who knows yeah who knows who knows Exactly. Okay. Let's, so let's talk about a lot of people have talked about your brick and mortar and we can get into that a little bit. The hours though, for that, the brick and mortar are Wednesday through Saturday. Is that what that is? Wednesday through Saturday, 11 o'clock until we sell out or close at three. So whichever comes first, usually these days, because of our capacity, we don't want to run out. We want to have almost full menu until three now because we have an outlet as far as chilling, vacuum sealing, mail order and selling at United and Market Street. So that's the, nice. And the mail, the mail order you guys have had for about three years, maybe or so? Yeah, or? probably. And actually like right now we've disabled it on our website because the last three weeks have just been nuts and the okay. weather is so hot. And because of where we're located and UPS, I mean, we have, we have resent food to this one particular customer three times now and it's gotten there in two days and it's room temp. Yeah, no, I've had, I had stuff shipped from Goldie's and it came like so strange. Like this was last it's, summer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, in a little bit when we're through the King, so opening I think this it's new smart. location and the weather cools down, we'll turn it back on and we'll start doing it again. It's just, man, it's just a pain when you can't control that product after it leaves your, yeah, the, the. your place. So right now it's disabled for a few weeks. <laughs> okay. But that is something and I'll, I'll put a link to it below, but I'll, I'll, put yeah. It I'll put a note that it'll just keep checking if that's something, yeah. if you're way out of town or out of state or something, that's something that you guys do. Cause you guys ship even pie, right? Isn't that something that. Yeah. So we ship um, our pecan pies right now and chocolate pecan pies. Uh, it's just one of the ones that freezes nice and solid and it arrives in one piece. There's a lot of things we can't, we have shipped frozen cheesecakes before we, we don't love to, but yeah, definitely time of year, where it's at. And then maybe we'll send you a cheesecake, but okay. we're working on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's, so how did the United thing come about? And that's, and that's a brand new grocery store. Like it's a, it's they, when they opened, that was when your store opened too. Though, right? Yeah. So, okay. We, the United thing kind of started, I refer to things as pre COVID and post COVID now. Yeah, it's no, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, hope, so, let's hope it's post-COVID. Let's, yeah, let's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't even want to go there right now, yeah. but so pre-COVID, they had approached us about possibly putting a little Evie Mays counter inside one of their existing stores. Oh. We, and we thought that would be kind of cool. So we kind of talked about that and we met with them and looked at the space and crunched numbers. And I mean, you know, and most of the viewers here would know 
there's not much of a profit margin in barbecue. Mm -hmm. It's almost non-existent. So to have to cook at Evie Mays, transport this product daily to a seven day a week grocery store across town, serve it, offer a percentage, whatever that would be to them. It just, it wasn't worth it. Like it didn't make sense on paper. There, you know, there were some things we talked about selling everything at a wholesale price to them and then they doing it. But, but then, then I, but then I got worried about the customer service aspect and losing what we were. And I didn't want to just sell our food to somebody to market it as Evie Mays and it be their folks. Not that they don't have wonderful folks, but I'm a control but freak. Some, yeah. And, there's some danger in that. There's, or trepidation. yeah. Yeah. So if, if we're cooking it, if we're delivering it, if we're, I want to serve it, I want to make sure that quality is where it needs to be. So once we crunched all the numbers, we realized that that is not doable. And so we just told the folks at United that it's not, maybe we can talk about this in the future, but it just doesn't make sense. And United for not, people that might not know it's, it's a large chain. Yes. So United Supermarkets and Market Street, they are actually owned by Albertsons, Albertsons now. I was going to say, yeah, yes. I did some research. I thought it was Kroger. Yeah. 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 So Albertsons owns United. However, United West Texas sort of operates as its own mm -hmm. thing. Um, and they have the stores in Eastern New Mexico, uh, the Dallas area. So United is like, you know, your Kroger, your fries, your Safeway, your it, Albertsons. It's yeah. just our local grocery store. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, our hometown. So when you, when Albertsons bought United, a lot of the Uniteds changed to Albertsons, but that United happened. West Texas, they were allowed to still operate under the United name. So they're wonderful, small town people. They support the community in incredible ways. It's yeah, that idea kind of got squashed. We were like that, you know, it's flattering and how cool that would be. There's just no money to be made. I mean, Unless we were cooking on site and doing everything ourselves, there's no way. So COVID happens like a month later, things get locked down. Governor Abbott in Texas with the disaster declaration, there was this little loophole where local restaurants were able to bypass the USDA inspected kitchen laws and sell their chilled products in local grocery stores. So this happened in Dallas, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, a lot of local grocery store chains, including H-E-B, other places. I remember with, with Jess Timmons, she was talking about how- Jess was, Timmons, yeah. yes. So they did that with H-E-B. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was a cool little thing that these large grocery store companies could do to support a local uh, home-owned restaurant to help not only help the restaurant stay above the water, but also to offer products to consumers because of supply chain issues yeah. and being scared to go out and eat. And, you know, and so that grab, and, a, grab and go and get something. Grab and go. Pre, so for us, for another local Lubbock restaurant, it was pre-made like pasta dishes or, you know, something that someone could pick up and take yeah. home and reheat for dinner. Mm -hmm. For us, that meant slicing brisket, turkey, pulling chicken, and vacuum sealing and being able to offer those products because our dining room was shut down for 11 weeks. Yes. So they came to us, United came to us and said, Hey, would you be interested in this? And we were like, yes, because yeah, please. <laughs> please. Yeah. And they said, we don't want a penny. I don't think they were allowed to take a penny, but United wouldn't have anyways. So for a solid year, 
from March to March until Governor Abbott lifted that disaster declaration. We sold chilled meats at all the Market Street locations and one United. um, And they took nothing from us. We got 100%. That's interesting to know. I I don't know if any other state did that. They may, maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know if they did, but I mean, it was incredible. And that really helped keep us afloat, honestly. Being able to have that outlet and be able to serve that around the city, um, it really, it was really neat. And it also opened up folks that have never eaten with us to, it's, it was like a safety net of being at a grocery store and, oh, Evie Mays brisket, maybe I'll try it. I've heard about it, you know? And so that's been really cool because it really won us over a lot of customers that never would have come out to Wolferth. That's so interesting. So it was a really awesome thing. And we're forever grateful for them for letting us do that. Like I said, it. I mean, it probably saved our shorts. So then they came to us during this COVID period and they said, Hey, I know the, the whole moving you into an existing store didn't work out financially. You know, it just, it doesn't make Mm. sense on paper. How would y'all feel about coming into a brand new store? We're breaking ground in October. And we were like, "Mm." I instantly, like my instinct was like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. We're fine. We're still, yeah. yeah. Arnis is like, yes, we want to do it. Arnis always needs a challenge. Wants something new. He is, he thrives on challenges. So I'm you want opposite. to kind of re- redefine the, the barbecue concept in a supermarket. Yeah. So to Arnis, he's like, how can we do this and do it right? And it be just as good as it is in Wolferth. So through a series of meetings and sitting down with them and bouncing ideas off of each other, we came to the conclusion that, look, if we're going to do this, we have to cook on site. There's no transporting. Uh, We have to cook on site. We have to do everything right. Here's what we need. What can y'all do? And they were basically just like, done. Wow. Let's, and we are like, okay, (laughs) I guess we're doing this. So we broke ground in October and October of 2020. Okay and opened June 30th of 21. Wow. So from design to construction to us serving barbecue cooked on site was, I mean, like record-breaking time. That's crazy. <laughs> and so how, how much influence did you guys have on the, the store design? Because I know that they have, I worked, I used to open up Murray's Cheese at, oh. uh, with Kroger. So I, I, I know how much, there's, there's a lot of different, a lot of different people like uh, cooks in the, involved, so yeah, yeah. involved Lots of cooks so. in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. So they were very open with us from the beginning and talked to us about what we needed and sent folks to our restaurant to look at our kitchen equipment. And we were like, you know, we need X, Y, Z. Oh, cool. Okay. This is what we need. And of course there were a lot of things they couldn't do and, or wouldn't do because they didn't know us that well yet. We didn't know them that well no. yet. So there were times in the design process that Arnest and I both were thinking, this isn't big enough. We need this. We need this. We need this. But it's almost the beggars can't be choosers thing. Yeah. And we just didn't have the relationship with these folks yet to be like, hey, our pit room needs to be twice the size. You want us to serve seven days a week, lunch and dinner, and we have room for 2,000 gallon tanks? Like, our, what is wrong with you? I couldn't say that to them. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we have a different relationship after opening this store where they are wonderful and we're very close. And we're like, Hey, if we ever do this again, this is what we need. And they're, and they see it now, you know, hindsight's 2020. They're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's, yeah, we once they actually see room. it like in motion, it's, yeah, it's probably, yeah, they're like, okay, the pit room needs to be twice the size. And we're like, yeah, 
but we didn't feel comfortable telling you that a year ago. <laughs> and having a pit room at a supermarket is unusual. Like, it's, it uh, is. And so that was a whole nother set of challenges with, you know, health department stuff and food safety stuff. And yeah, no, that's, uh, I dealt with that a lot, those people a lot. Yes. See, <laughs> and we have never really had to deal with that because of where we're at in Wolfers. We're under state of Texas. I mean, of course we're safe. We do the things that we do and the health department comes and they're like, great, y'all are doing great. Lubbock, though it's a mile away, is completely different. So city of Lubbock is completely different. And then there's city, of, so there's state of Texas. There's Lubbock, and then there's United Supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Their standards for health and food safety is in there. It's crazy, oh, which yeah. it's great, and they have to do that to protect themselves. But there's a lot of things that we had to do, you know, to make sure that we were up to code. Um, so that was challenging. But and pro- yeah, and probably I mean, like with the go- with because you have that not grab and go, but you have all that cryo stuff. Um, you have to have like spe- special labeling. Like there's a lot of different things that are different. But they're yeah. also they know that part of the business. And that's been awesome. They have been wonderful helping us and educating us and yeah, on what we need to do to stay out of trouble. And mm. um, because a lot of that stuff we've never had to deal with until we were in a supermarket. So now it, we, we've learned a lot from them um, and they've been wonderful to us. Like I said, I, I they have gone above and beyond. I mean, even after opening, we've had like five meetings in three weeks. We've been open three and a half weeks now. And I mean, I can text them and say, this is not working or this is something we need to figure out. And I mean, they are on it. They want us to be successful. They, I think they're proud to have us there and we're proud to be there and, you know, to offer quality barbecue seven days a week through 8 PM. I didn't know how we were going to do it until we opened our first day. And Arnest was like, we don't know. We're just going to open and we'll make adjustments every day. And, you know, we ran out of brisket at five o'clock the first couple days and people were irritated. And we were like, Hey, we had brisket till 5 p.m. Like that's a pretty huge deal. <laughs> Next guys. week, hopefully we have it till eight. Yeah, give us a minute. Adjust things, yes. Yeah, give us a minute to figure it out. So, so, so what, what can people expect when they come visit? Because I saw from Kelly and from Daniel, I saw some photos, but I don't know. And which, lo- which location is it? It's like if people were okay. Googling it. Or... So we are, and honestly, if you Google it, it doesn't even come up. That's how new it is. But uh, so we are in the United Supermarket on the corner of 114 and Slide Okay. in Lubbock. It's the newest location. Does it have a number? Is, do they all, they number these markets, right? If I, they do. Yeah. And I don't even know it. <laughs> okay. I need to look that to, up. I'll try to find it. If I find it, I'm I'll put sure it in the I'm sure it's intro. on the website. Okay. Um, but that, but that, but yeah, they could, yeah, so we're open seven days a week, um, lunch and dinner. We open at 11 and we try to have food until 8 p.m. Wow. We do sell out of things um, and we try to have brisket and ribs at least until seven or eight, which is pretty incredible, yeah. um, especially given the space that we're working in. It is tiny. I mean, our place in Wolfworth is massive. And then you go to United and it's like, I don't know how we're doing it. Our, our crew is incredible, but we don't offer all the desserts. We don't offer all the sides. And that's been kind of hard on our regular customers because they come and they're like, where's your grits? Where's your cornbread? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm oh. in a broom closet back here with like <laughs> no room to prep stuff. Like th- I'm having to really change my, my expectations of the store to almost that it's, it'll never be what Wolforth is. I want the food quality to be there and the customer service to be there, but we'll never be able to offer full menu. We just don't have logistically and the space, yeah, we just won't. So it's hard and I want to do that, but I kind of have to change my mindset that, that it's just not going to be that. Well, um, it's pretty special what people are getting already. The fact that they yeah. can get that in the supermarket. That's 
I think it's crazy. pretty cool. And we're right next to, they have a tap house in there. So there's local beers on tap. There's live music on the weekends and it's in a grocery store. And it's, so do it's they really have cool. like a, it's like a food courtish kind of thing or how? Yes, yeah, sort of. So you have your like deli where, you know, they slice the deli stuff for you. Then you have their bakery counter and then you've got a, their Texas kitchen where you can get chicken fried steak and stuff like that. And then there's an Asian concept called chopsticks where they do bowls and sushi. And then there's Evie Mays and then there's a tap house. So it's neat because you'll have a family come through and a kid's has, you know, mashed potatoes and macaroni from the Texas kitchen. Then they, you know, the wife gets some sushi and then the husband comes and gets a rack of ribs and then they go sit down and have a beer and listen to live local music. It's, it's cool. I mean, great. That's great. It it really is. And I I think it's really cool. And, you know, we've got the brand new shiny HEB a mile down the street. So a lot of folks were like, Oh, United's, gonna try to compete with H-E-B and you know what? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got to. They're in competition and that's sort of what they're that doing. That is what it is. But at the end of the day, United is a hometown business that does a ton to support the community and we're thankful to be there. We really are. So and there's it, enough it, business to go around. Is it a counter, is it counter service? Is that how? It's counter service. We cut it fresh to order counter service we have a big old chopping block right there and they tell us what they want we cut it we scoop their sides and send them down to the cashier and and the cashier can you are you paying a united person is that what is it so it is all our people cooking serving then it's united cashiers okay so that's been one of the big challenges because in wolferth the cashier is one of the biggest points of contact yes So I really struggled with that in the first few weeks and I still struggle with it. Um, Especially if it's a cashier that, you know, I'll, I'll hear a customer say, well, they didn't have green beans. I guess we'll deal with it. Yeah. And the cashier's like, what? Like, they don't know we have green beans in Wolford. They work for United. So that has been hard for me to kind of give up that piece of the customer experience. But over the last three and a half weeks, we have identified great cashiers with United and they keep trying to plug in the same ones over there that, get it yeah that helps to make it a little bit more seamless and kind of yeah and they ask questions in between customers so okay what what do they mean when they want moist brisket you know and because these cashiers have no idea so Mm -hmm. they're getting an education on texas barbecue and we're kind of having to work hand in hand with united and kind of you know create a relationship with them it just it's it's working out it's been it has been a rough couple of weeks but i keep telling myself we're not even a month in yeah like well, we're no, I, I totally feel for you because I remember working when I worked at the supermarkets and we'd hire people, people are just going to get a job or they're getting a job at a supermarket. They don't necessarily know the connection to the barbecue joint or any no. restaurants there are there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been challenging, but it's, but it's been fun and we're, we're getting there. Are you there a lot? Like how does that So work? in the first two weeks that we opened? Yes, I was there a ton, but I was, Wolferth was kind of having trouble, not trouble, but we went from having 20 employees for the past five, six years that have been with us forever. Like since, and if we have to hire somebody, it's like one a year. So we've grown, but it's been slow growth. So we went from overnight having our rock solid crew. That's like a family to having to hire 10, 15 new people. So having new folks in Wolferth, me being at United, new folks in Wolferth, I, I, I was just, I was getting worried. I, I mean, I can't be two places at once. Yeah. And Wolferth is 
is is our baby and it is home. And I need our new folks to understand why we're there, why we do what we do and train them to understand the entire experience. So I was, and some, like some of our managers that were in Wolfworth were like, Mallory, like, I need, I need you to come. Like, I can't take all this on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I have tried to be at United Mondays and Tuesdays, the last week, two weeks. I work over there Monday and Tuesday, and then I'm in Wolferth Wednesday through Saturday. So if we're open in Wolferth, I want to be there from at least 11 to two. So are you hiring new people at Wolferth because you brought people over to United? Yes. So we essentially split our core people, but they're both working both places. So our pit crew rotates, our, you know, our, everybody rotates just to maintain That's smart. That's actually, I would never have thought of that. I guess. Well, I was worried in the beginning and we had, you know, our crew was like, so who's going to work at United? Who's going to work here? How is that fair? And we just kind of thought, look, everybody will work everywhere. I don't want it to separate and be like, well, the potato salad in Wolford isn't as good as the potato salad at United because we just have total, you know what I mean? I just felt like for our, our customers and for our employees, for our crew to feel like they were a part of both. Yeah. No, it gives the ownership kind of, it's a, yeah. So, um, and we do have one manager that left Wolfert that has been camped out at United this whole time. And I'm hoping we can get to the point that she can be both places too and sort of have a break from one because it is different and it's demanding in different ways, emotionally, oh, yeah. physically. So like I enjoy working at United on Mondays. It's like, I mean, it's shiny. It's new. I'm at the grocery store. If my kids need something, I can get something on the way home, have a beer at the tap house on the way out. But, you know, I, I enjoy being in Wolfworth too, for other reasons. It's, it's home. It's, a, it's, it's home. Yeah. So it's, 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 I think it's important to rotate everybody. And, um, and also it probably keeps work. things fresh too, because things do get monotonous, even though they, they love working at every day. Like it's, yes. it kind of makes things different. And that's and like, just like you, like the Mondays and Tuesdays there, I'm sure it's interesting for them. And it's a whole different, and you get different clientele, different people. They're totally interacting with different humans. Yeah. It's kind of a whole. Yeah. Especially after COVID, what we've dealt with, it's kind of nice. To... Yeah, definitely. So it's we're figuring it out. Ah, we're... So interesting. And it, it's interesting because I had talked to Erin a couple of weeks ago and I was telling her I was going to talk to you and she was interested in knowing what it's what it's like for you with having two locations because it's a challenge. It's a definitely, and there's different challenges challenge. because theirs is different than yours. It's not a supermarket, but I'm wondering, like she, she was wondering if there's overlap and I'll, I'll I'll ask her if she watched, if she actually watched this. Yeah. Yeah. And I <laughs> watched I hers she too. Um, <laughs> so she, awesome. her and Patrick, I mean, they have a small child and they, you know, experience a lot of the same struggles we do, I'm sure. And having a working parents and a working mom, it's hard. Uh-huh. I mean, and especially, I mean, the second location, I mean, I have cried more in the last three and a half weeks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but not not all no i know but just it's, tears. it's just man it's emotional and it's hard and when you're i mean my kids have been with a babysitter pretty much seven days a week all day for the last month yeah. and thankfully my mom's available a lot so she get they get to hang out with their grandma and they get to see cousins and i'm thankful for that but i'm really looking forward to school starting because i feel like the stability of the routine of school evie will be in third grade and jack will be in kinder and I think it's going to be really great for all of our mental states because I won't feel as guilty because they're in school. 
they won't be at home with a sitter and their moms at work, you know? And, and I know Aaron probably feels the same way someday. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that my kids will look back and think, yeah, like my parents worked a ton and it wasn't a traditional job and they didn't get to come home like other parents do with their normal job, normal. I mean, there's a lot of folks that are in situations like us, but I hope that our kids someday can look at us and look at this and look at Abby Mays and think, that's really cool. Yeah, like they built something that was, that was important to them. Yeah. And, and that we were passionate about and, you know, and they may not want anything to do with the restaurant business when yeah. they grow up. And I will support that 100%. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> In it's fact, interesting. Evie cannot stand that the <laughs> restaurant is named after her. It really eats her lunch. Oh my word. Bless her heart. She, Evie has pretty bad anxiety. Uh, she doesn't enjoy attention of any kind unless it's in the privacy of our home and it's good attention. People say Evie and not Evie. And I mean, she will come home in tears. She'll come home and say, oh, someone had an Evie May shirt on at school. And they said Evie. And I'm just like, uh, oh my word. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I would not have named oh, it Evie if I knew too. this was going to happen. Oh, uh, yes. No, I, I, no, I had those similar things when I was a kid too. I was kind of like, I'd like to do stuff off on my own. And I, yeah, that's, it's, it's but it but yeah it'll be interesting to see how that goes because it's not you're not gonna change the name of the restaurant right it's like now we can't and jack would love it oh my word if it was jack wilson's barbecue he would wear a shirt every day he would like tell every person he came in contact with my parents have a barbecue restaurant named after me evie would rather die like she would rather die than (laughs) talk to a random stranger about evie may's barbecue does she like barbecue she does um Actually, it was really funny. There's another barbecue place in town um, that had closed and just recently reopened, but they, she loved that barbecue. She doesn't love Abby May's barbecue. She likes cornbread and, and turkey and potato salad, but she doesn't really, she likes, she enjoys the welding shop. And I think that she would build smokers with Arnis and like, oh, that's cool. That would be, and I think that she would do that before she would want to do anything with food. But you were a tomboy, right? absolutely okay Uh, yeah I was definitely a tomboy she is a tomboy but she can be girly okay she likes I mean she'll wear her princess dresses and collect snails in her pockets I mean it's (laughs) she is a she is an incredible kid she's dirty all the time and outside all the time and tames feral cats and I love collects bugs and she's weird and funny and quirky and she's on keep a notebook of I I get like like you need another thing to do but it would just be interesting (laughs) cool I guess you could look back on this someday and see that you yeah because that's because that's interesting because you forget those things about kids and I don't remember anything from yeah when I was a kid and that's yeah no I know really cute and crazy it it is cool they are they are awesome kids Jack is too and I yeah I kind of joke humor is sort of um the only thing that keeps me from losing my mind, but That's I joke a, all the time. I'm like, man, I hope there's not long-term emotional effects on our children from being, you know, having parents that are restaurateurs because it's just brutal, but they're resilient and kids are, you know, you're, co- you're cognizant of it. You're thinking about it and you're, so that's, that's, that helps. And I think that you're trying yeah. to stay present, trying to figure out what makes the most and sense we for do. them. To and I talk to them and I tell them, you know, like this weekend, I'm sorry that you guys have to go to Gigi's and mommy and daddy aren't going to see you for t- two days, but you know, we work like this and we have to do this event so that we can go do fun things. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing this so we can go visit your cousins in North Carolina next week. 
You know, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. some mommies and daddies get to come home at this time every day. Some mommies and daddies work overnight. Yeah, and you know, crazier hours or different weird hours. Yeah, yeah, even way crazier than what we do. There's nurses and doctors and police officers, and there's folks Uh that don't see their kids. And so I try to remind myself, although this is really hard for me, I'm very thankful. Yeah. So it's it's good. And someday we're gonna look back and be thankful for all of it. So no, it's no, definitely. And I, well, I wanted to get though the portion, what can you grab in the cold case at United? What's because so some... we typically have pulled chicken that we, um, from half chickens, we pull and chill that in vacuum sealed bags, sliced Turkey, um, sliced brisket, burn ends. We do whole briskets, whole racks of ribs, pretty much any meat that we serve with the exception of beef rib right now, beef ribs are so expensive and it's just one of those things. People would go nuts. They would, they they probably, might. yeah, but it all, I mean, nuts, like they'd be upset that the price was so like, it wouldn't make sense. And they struggle. With it's that. true. And people freak out now. And I can oh, yeah, see our end cap <laughs> from where I'm scooping potato salad on a Monday and Tuesday. And I can see our end cap and I'll see people pick it up and look at the price and put it down. I mean, a lot of the average consumer doesn't understand cost right now and and all the time on beef but especially right now so if not they grab the whole brisket it. as opposed to like going to a place that like us i don't know if you guys have smart and final but if you were buying like a raw piece of like a raw brisket it's a lot different yeah. than having yeah it is a lot different so and there's customers that do get it and you know load up and don't but how great would that be that's just awesome that you that you could do that i think that's because because even is, is the market open past eight or so yes, the grocery store is open, but that, so the end cap where we have all of that stuff is available anytime the grocery store hours are yeah, open. So you can get food at any time. Yeah. So, so even that's... if we're closed and you can't get hot food, there's a place to get cold barbecue. Or you're traveling through, store. you could stop in, grab it, put in your cooler and then yep, yep. on your way. So that's... it's been neat. And it's been a really cool outlet for us because we have the capacity to serve way more people than we do oh. in Wolferth. Um, and there are times of the year that we are maxed out. There are times of the year, big weekends, big tech football weekends, um, Christmas. There are weekends that we cook to max and sell out max. But we are built for such massive capacity, and we don't have the cu- we don't have the customers. Where we are located, people drive out to eat. We don't have through traffic. We're not in Dallas with millions of people at our door that just yeah. drive by and mm-hmm. come in. So. To have these other outlets has been really cool yeah. because we're able to cook more and do more with it. I wonder too, does that something that are people going to the, the market and then going out to your Wolfert location because they, they've seen you there? Like, are they interested? Yeah. Like, I wonder, like it probably is going to, will, it will bring new customers that you didn't and know. It absolutely has. It has. And that's, what's been so cool. Cause there's a lot of people that I mean, we've been open for six years now. And every time a customer says it's their first time and I'm like, oh, are you traveling through? And they're like, no, I live and love it. And I'm like, six years we've been open and you've never been here. So it's mind blowing how many people still haven't come to eat with us. And I love that though, because it's like, that's a great, we haven't even reached what we can reach. And this grocery store is giving us a chance to feed these folks that maybe have heard all the lines long, or I don't want to drive all the way out there. And I'm like, it's 10 what minutes. Is, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like 10 minutes. But Hey, yeah. listen, people That's here that don't, that don't understand traffic in other cities and they've mm-hmm. never had to deal with it. And I only know because we lived in Tucson for, you know, a long time. So 10 minutes here 
is like an hour commute in Houston. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just folks, we are very spoiled here. We are very spoiled to no traffic. If you can't get there in five minutes, it's too far. <laughs> and that's just a whole nother mindset. And that's we're just it. spoiled. That's the, and then you had mentioned something kind of offhand if they, so there could potentially be a third location someday if you never know. Yeah. And I never, ever, if you, a year ago today, if you, if we were having this talk and you said, Mallory, would you ever be interested in having like another location in another city in a grocery store? Maybe I would have, I would have laughed out loud at you. <laughs> I would have said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's crazy. That, what a well, weird I, change. I know. You know, COVID and almost losing your business and things, you know, being scared and having to really think outside the box about how you're going to get your bills paid and keep your doors open and keep your employees Mm -hmm. paid and homeschool your kids. And it really changes your perspective. Mm -hmm. I have always been, I, I, I do not like change. I like my comfort zone and I want things. I'm a planner and I want to know what I'm doing next week and next month and next year. Arnis is not, he thrives on a challenge. He thrives on figuring out ways to make things happen. So when this all happened and I had to change, I just had to change my mindset and it's uncomfortable and I don't like it. (laughs) But now it gives you an option. If like, God forbid something else happened where, you had to shut the uh, the wolf restaurant down. I can't even pronounce wolf properly. Oh, it's so awkward. Wolf or, I know. It's got like I don't know if it's two L's or two F's or two like it's <laughs> I've, like, when I've typed it out because I've like typed your stuff. I'm just yeah, I've, it's 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 a different name. I know Wolf-forth, for sure, right? Wolferth. Wolferth. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's but what, like say something happened where you had to shut down for another three months because of some silly thing. You have supermarkets are not going to close because we know that that's something that. Right. So it's funnel people while it's uncomfortable. uh, I mean, it's uncomfortable and change is hard. I feel like it's a good thing and growth can be a good thing. And, you know, I've had a lot of customers say to me, are you worried about getting too big and losing quality? Well, hell yeah, I am. Of course, That's why you're doing it the way you're doing it. That's why we're doing it the way we're doing it. Am I going to open 45 Evie Mays all over the country? (laughs) No, but just, va- your just Vegas and Atlantic City and Dubai yeah. <laughs> and Dubai, of course. <laughs> oh, you know, it just, it, it's forcing me to get out of my comfort zone and do something that's scary and different, but that's, that's where that's a good life. change That's great. Happens. No, that's important. And I feel like some growth is good growth and, uh, you know, having options and being able to do things that are challenging and new and fun and exciting. And also not just for us and for the future of us and our kids and the Evie Mays brand, but for our crew. Uh-huh. I mean, we have people that have worked for us for years that are probably going to work for us forever and to have other opportunities for those, those yeah. folks. I mean, that's really neat. Uh-huh. You know, if there's another city someday that we can open a Evie Mays inside of a United or a market street, and we have a couple of folks that are like, I would move there. Yeah. I would go there. It, it gives our people an opportunity to grow and do neat things That's and support cool. their families and do something different. So I, I think there's a lot of good that can come from expanding as long as you mm-hmm. do it right. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No. And I want, and I wanted to get your mindset and just to see what this whole thing was all about, because it'll be interesting in a year from now, how you feel about this and, yeah. and how, you know, that, that it'll get, it'll take some time to really soak in. Because you're yeah. in it, you're in it right now. And it's so early. Can people 
can like the nerdy pit guys that love pits can they come and take photos by the because i saw some photos from yeah kelly and daniel but because that okay so it's open yeah absolutely so if you get to united i mean in wolferth you're always welcome to i mean you can always just walk into the pit room there's someone in there cooking all the time and you i mean you can take pictures and hang out and ask questions uh but at united yeah um the pit room's around the back and you can't miss it the tanks are bright green so they (laughs) stick out (laughs) whose Um, idea was that well it was my idea the green i was going for was actually kind of more like the green of the shirt it was like a Hunter Green. My thing was this pit room. I was afraid people. (laughs) I was afraid people weren't going to realize we were cooking on site because it's on the other. It's on the back of the building, and we serve up here, and the pit rooms back here. So I thought if people are driving around the building and they see this cinder block room, how are they going to know there's pits in there besides the stacks sticking out? But if it's a brighter color, that's smart. Maybe they'll be like, "Oh, what is that in there?" You know. So I was wanting a green to kind of con- also for food pictures because uh, green looks great with meat. Uh-huh. So for, I was picturing. And you do all the social a- media still, right? I do. Okay. I do. You're and so awesome in my job. mind, I was thinking, oh, green and red are complementary colors. Like that would be really fun to take a picture of a shiny red rack of ribs in front of a green smoker. Uh-huh. But I, like I said, I was thinking a little darker green, but when Arnis did the green and sent me a picture he was like, how do you like it? And it was like John Deere green almost. And I was like, well, it's done. Let's go yeah. with it. So it's fine. It they looks look cool. It looks different. It's They're so beautiful. different. Yeah. You don't see a lot of, I don't think I've ever seen that color on a pit. Yeah. It, it, it was, you see red, you know, you see red and orangish and then, you know, well, the, and I the thought red was green. too, red was too predictable because of Texas tech and you, you know, United's logo is like red, white, and blue. They have, you know, those colors. Yeah. And I thought, I don't want to do that. I, I think it'd be cool if it was a different color. No, it's great. And I'll put, I'll put in the, like a little montage thing in the beginning so people can see what the pits look like. Can see then, the pictures. Cool. That but they cool. have to go. So that's, inter- that's good news sort of to know that you have to go around to. Yeah, so it's around the back. That back, like the, where, get, where they get their shipments in and stuff. That's that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back there. But people can just go back there and you can say hi to the pit guys and gals and uh yeah they'd love to have have anybody so and you get heavy maze seven days a week in lubbock that's amazing yeah it's wild that's that is wild but uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time is there anything we missed other than i think we've covered everything it's uh it's there's a lot going on for you yeah there's a lot going on no i'm, I'm glad we got to chat i know yeah. we I've had to reschedule several times. I know folks watching this don't know that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a crazy know. few weeks. No, it's, it, it makes sense. And I'm glad you took the time. And I'm, I, just, I really wanted people to know about this because I know that people want to come out to your, your other location, but this is something fresh and new and interesting. Yeah. And they can go to both and get a chance to kind of really see what this is all yep, about. And both are such different experiences. And like I said, with the sides and dessert options, you still have to go to Wolfrith to get the whole shebang and the yeah. whole experience. And I tell people at United too, when they're like, this is my first time. And I say, oh, well, please go see us in Wolfrith sometime. You know, it's yeah. the food is the same, but we have much more options out there. And it's just a different feel. I mean, it's and Wolfrith, just totally you could buy whole pies too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do take pre-orders for whole desserts. Okay. you know, all the time, but yeah, we, we try to have a handful of whole things available every day. When I guess we open it's not at 11. Pie, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Whole but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> cobblers, sheet cakes, pudding. You get a so whole yeah, you cake? can. Yeah. Oh, Texas sheet I cake. I hate you guys so much. I literally. 
Well, you're going to have to come out. I know, I know. I know. I, I, when I do come, I plan on staying in Lubbock. I think I may have mentioned like for a few days, that way I could visit you guys multiple times. And then I could also visit Tom and Bingo's. And I You've got to go to Tom and Bingo's Hill. Hill. You got to drive Pit up Forks. to Olton and go to Rahino, Slayton, Rahino, to Pit yeah. Forks. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's so yeah. much right now that like, there's just so much happening in barbecue in Lubbock, which is really cool because this is just an area that's been overlooked for a long time by the rest of the state of Texas. I mean, not I trying do. to have like that little brother mentality, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Lubbock is just not a place that you go unless you are driving through, you know, folks are driving through on the way to New Mexico or Colorado for vacation. We get a lot of those people that are traveling through from Austin or Houston and they make a detour to go to vacation. Um, or if you went to school at Texas Tech. Um, so it's cool to kind of be on the map now for barbecue and that people actually venture out of their way to come to Lubbock for, and not just for us, for these other joints too. It's cool. It's, 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 gives me a sense of pride and satisfaction that, okay, like we're getting there. Yeah. 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 No, it seems like it. it it's, it's taken some time and obviously it's, it, it's, it's been a long road for you guys to get to where exactly where you are right now, but that's, it's really interesting. I wonder too, like if you guys will ever have like a Lubbock barbecue festival and you could have. Uh, hey, well, I'm, I'm working on it. There's a lot of, I have so many ideas. I just need time and money. So <laughs> <laughs> time. time is time hard and to... money <laughs> that's it. but yeah we're there's like something actually coming up soon and you'll see some things on social media and then in the coming months um okay. this okay. fall there will be something with a bunch of this side of the state pit masters cool. so um keep so your I'll, eyes I'll have links, I'll have links below to all your social media so that way people will so follow cool. follow along and that way well thank you that way people can see what's going to happen that in the fall that that sounds killer that's fun maybe that's when i'll be able to come out but uh, are there yeah. places, are there fun places to stay in lubbock yeah like, actually oh, there are good. there's a newish place downtown uh, downtown which is called the cotton court yeah. um and it's really neat they've got a great vibe and a good little restaurant and bar oh, cool. um but yeah there there there's some cool stuff happening we have some breweries that are great Lubbock is, um, you know, 10, 15 years behind the other cities and downtown revitalization things. So a lot of cool things are happening now, which is neat. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, you can get good food, good beer, good barbecue um, in a small town. And it's pretty cool. That's perfect. So people should stay. People should stay a couple of days. People should come to Lubbock. <laughs> Maybe I'll move there. Come, yeah, you need to leave California and no, come to Texas like everybody else. <laughs> but if I went to Lubbock, it wouldn't be as bad as if I moved to Austin. If I went to no. Austin, they'd hate me. But if I moved to Lubbock, yeah, it's a, Austin is like a Austin's a mess right now. I think there's like a lot more anti California sentiment there as opposed to like absolutely Lubbock's very friendly. We're yeah. we're fine. I wouldn't mention it. People wouldn't know where I'm from. They have no one. No, no. One knows. <laughs> they don't have to know. I don't have to mention it, do I? <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you so much, Mallory. I hope you have thank a great- Thank you. Well, have a great weekend and say hi you to too. Arnos. And, uh, I yeah. will.